0: There was an afternoon news conference and we did learn that 27,000 British Columbians are under an evacuation order. 35,000 are under an evacuation alert. And what about those 50 buildings lost in West Kelowna? That is just what we know right now. There are other areas around the province where there is destruction and still we don't have the numbers. All that coming out of a news conference this afternoon. Bowen Ma is the emergency management minister and she says, well, the darkest days, they're behind us.
1: We hope that the darkest days are behind us. But the situation is still evolving and the dangers we face are still extreme. By taking the steps to be prepared, by following evacuation orders and alerts, you are doing everything that you can to protect your community. Please continue to be prepared. Have an emergency plan and a grab-and-go kit ready for you, your family, and your pets. Your First Nation or local authority will provide information on an evacuation routes and evacuation reception centers where you can access emergency support services. I know that this is said every time that we are up here, but it bears repeating because I cannot stress it enough. If you are under an evacuation order, you must leave immediately. This isn't a suggestion, it is the law.
0: It is the law indeed, and there have been concerns about that. bowen Ma did expand, by the way, on the evacuation orders.
1: For British Columbians, uh, we need everybody to really do their part right now. Listen to and uh, respect the travel order. It is critical that we keep the roads clear, that we keep the hotels uh, available for people. Uh, and be cautious out there. It's a very dangerous and fluid situation. Still, please understand this is a very stressful situation for people in these local areas. The last thing they need is disaster tourists coming and interfering with rescue efforts. We need to understand that people in these communities need the compassion and concern of all British Columbians, and uh, and certainly that is what we're seeing.
0: Yeah, you may recognize a voice. Of course, that is Premier David Eby. He also said that there have been reports of people messing with firefighter equipment.
1: Uh, unfortunately. Uh, we are getting reports that some people are tampering with firefighter equipment uh, moving it to different locations uh, where they think it might be more needed and uh, we'll put the best possible understanding on this that people think they're helping they are not Uh, you are not helping if you're moving firefighter equipment Uh, firefighters are experts the equipment is put there for a reason and when it's not there when the firefighters go to get it that is a big problem so please do not tamper with firefighter equipment
0: Ground zero is West Kelowna, and then there's the Kelowna area itself, like downtown Kelowna. A lot of the attention has been on that area, especially with the loss of buildings, knowing that 50 have been lost so far. I think that's probably an underestimation, but that's just me. We also know that there are similar situations on a smaller scale, but still very dramatic and dangerous happening around the province. And they have been happening and continue to be a concern. Well, Avery Schilf from the History Channel and the History Channel, Canada's Rust Valley Restores, which can be streamed on Stack TV, joins us now from the Columbia Shoe Swap. Avery, always a delight to hear your voice. But boy, the circumstances this time are quite a bit different. How are you doing, bud? Well,
2: I'll tell you what, my friend, it's definitely a very interesting you know, scenario that's uh, definitely bringing a few things to light about human nature and the way things are done. And I tell you, it's not all agreeable in my eyes.
0: It's not all agreeable. Uh, tell me about that. What What are you seeing?
2: Well, there's a real problem with uh, people management, I guess, and what people are doing and allowing people to help. You know, we're not professionals out here, but, you know, we're a bunch of hillbillies out here that have been out here. Some people have been out here for three generations, and this isn't their first go-around for putting out a fire. And they're tying everybody's hands and not allowing anybody to have any resources to go put the fire out. If they think that these people are going to back down and go hide in their shed and drive away, you know, like whoever was 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 whoever was saying there on the radio, that they pack this up and get out of the way. It ain't going to happen, my friend. These people have been here for generations, and they will protect their stuff. And you know, so be it. You know, yeah. back in the day, when the fire broke out, the last place you wanted to be was the bar, because the first thing they did was come in there, and anybody that was old enough to be in the bar, they drugged their asses out, give them a piss can and a flasky, and went to work. Nowadays, it's a little bit different. You know, it's it, things are done a little bit different, and you know what? It's going to come and bite everybody in the ass in a really bad way.
0: Every you always speak the truth, and that's great, but you know here's the other thing that I picked up on and I've lived uh, I've lived in the caribou myself I've traveled around much of bc i'm uh, I'm aware of how the powers that be can stay very safe in Victoria make policy decisions but when it comes to the reality of in the rest of the province, it could be quite a bit different. Here's the question I have for you many of the people in the area that you're in, uh, have animals, have things to, you know, watch over, and they might fear that going out of the area is going to be putting them at, in jeopardy of losing those animals. How do you square that with the danger that they might be in?
2: My friend, every day is a danger. Walking downtown in Vancouver is a danger. You know what? Eating a hot dog is a danger. You know what I mean? There's dangers out there in the world. And there's always going to be dangers out there in the world you know that we go hide underneath a chair somewhere or a table and just not worry about the danger? You know, it's a good thing the country doesn't go to war because it'd be too dangerous to go.
0: No, it's interesting. And it is a different perspective. Is that the general feeling? Because we hear of a lot of people not getting out of the area. Is that what you're hearing from your neighbours? Or is it just a very small group?
2: No, there's a large group of diehards here. And thank goodness that there's... There's several people in the communities, the loggers, the construction people. You know, there's a whole bunch of people that are out of their own pocket paying for resources, and they've been working like dogs for three days straight with no sleep. You know, everybody said, oh, it's too dangerous. They all left. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of people out there with no insurance, got a livelihood, and their whole investment and life is all wrapped up in their buildings and stuff that they have. We have no choice. You know, we've seen what happened with the other fires. You know, they burn down, or you're going to get compensated. Nothing's still happened over at Lytton. I do believe they're still struggling to get 10 cents out of the government. You know, it's a very interesting thing. They say, oh, pack up and leave. So who's going to compensate you? What we see is nobody's compensated anybody to what it's worth. So what do you do? Do you lose it all or do you fight?
0: Yeah. And that's interesting, Avery. I want to get to some of that fight. Uh, And based on some of the things that you've posted on social media, uh, some of the pictures that I've seen, it is not a situation that I would feel very comfortable being anywhere near. But I want to pick up on uh, some of your observations of some of the destruction you may have seen, uh, because I think that is something that you're dealing with right now. For those who are among the uninitiated, whereabouts do you live
2: I live right at Lee Creek. Um right, right right directly across from the park. It was the Hague Brown Park. They changed the name. I can't pronounce it.
0: Uh okay. So the I'm just trying to get a idea of the map. How far from Chase or where's the new uh, the biggest uh uh almost like community around you?
2: Well we're kind of in between it depends on the definition of big I guess. We're in between Scotts Creek and Sorrento or Scotch Creek and Chase, we're just off the Canada Highway, right where I'm at, probably about six kilometres across the bridge.
0: I see the country under better times. And uh, when I watch you on TV looking for those antique cars uh, in your area and going to all the different places, boy, it's beautiful country. I don't blame well, you for being there for that generations.
2: That is, uh, it was beautiful country. That's changed. Changed how? Well, it's not very scenic anymore. The fire went through there at a fairly quick pace in some places, and it's, uh, it's not very good. You know, there's, there's some bad areas in there. We lost our store. We lost a bunch of other buildings in Solista. I do believe my mother's house and all of her property and her other place at the water all is burnt to the ground. I managed to save my shop in Lee Creek. Um, it's not good. There's a whole lot of people that lost a whole lot of stuff.
0: You know, Avery, you know, there's a lot of talk about West Kelowna, West Kelowna, West Kelowna, and 50 buildings being lost there. I am under the impression there may be more loss up around where you are. Am I right?
2: Well, yeah, it's, I, I don't know the numbers. Like I say, I only traveled probably probably about a 10-kilometer radius when I was out there at nighttime. I, I stayed behind. Everybody else left because they deemed it was too dangerous. There was me and the one other guy on our end of the neighborhood. There was Craig Spooner and a bunch of the other locals that were there, and uh, we just simply went to work with what we had. You know, I kept the fire I kept the fire at bay at my end of the place with a, with, a, with, a, with a simple spade. You know, turning the fire back. I worked from I don't know 12 o'clock at night till about seven o'clock in the morning, and continued on for the rest of the day. You know, one of the other neighbors phoned me and asked how his house was doing. I said it was all right. I kept his pump going and everybody else's pumps going. You know. And I'm saying that, they're going down everybody's looting the fire equipment, everybody's stealing this, everybody's doing that. You know, and any you know, sure it is gonna get some shit gonna get stolen by somebody, but that's not the case. But you've got me worried. Is, is there's no equipment around there to use, and people are taking bringing it and using it where it's needed. So, yeah, you know, the other problem is you're you know, go- half the stuff doesn't work.
0: Avery Avery. I got a fire pump, I use it, it don't work. You're going to get yourself arrested.
2: We can't go down that road, okay? I've already had a... I, I can't go down that road and comment at, at that point in time right now, okay?
0: Okay, fair enough. But uh, are you worried for your own safety? I mean, there is the evacuation order where you are, and there is a reason for that. People My do die. My
2: friend, that's long gone past. Okay. If you want safety, I don't know. I mean, safety doesn't pull into matter. Common sense comes into play, which nobody has anymore. Common sense has been taken away from us by the powers to be. And there we go. You know, the old folks are out there. The younger kids are out there that grew up on the farms. They're putting out. They're saving the neighborhood. You know, the fire department's out there doing their part. But again, it's 90% volunteer fire people. They have a bunch of rules and regulations they got to follow. And their rules and regulations aren't that good. They're not understood by me or anybody else out there. It's a very, very volatile place out there right now. You know, I don't know what's going through the people in power's mind. I had a small meeting with one of the guys over at CSRD today about getting some permits and stuff, and he said it was too dangerous to give any permits out. So now what people are doing is they're becoming food runners across the water. So now in keeping all the food trucks out and everybody delivering food, they got the water cluttered with boats. So now in doing that, if the water bombers want to come in, there's a bunch of people on boats in the middle of the water simply because they will not let any food through. Why? I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't know who they're trying to protect. I really don't know. I've driven that road. Is it dangerous? It's a little bit dangerous. It's mostly all gone. The power lines are kind of sort of hanging there. There's no power in them. Like, again, it's dangerous. I hear you. You know, it's a common sense thing. Avery, I
0: appreciate your time on this. I appreciate how you're keeping it real. I do fear that there are many people that share some of those dangers with you. Of course, it is the law, and there's a reason why you have to obey an evacuation order. But I do hear what you're saying. That's that's just the way it is. That is Avery Shelf, Canadian TV personality, anti car expert from Rust Valley Restorers. You can watch or stream it on the History Channel Canada on Stack TV.